Welcome to Keeping It Real with KC. I am your host, KC Phoenix, and this is a podcast-only episode, meaning that this episode is exclusive to the Keeping It Real with KC podcast. It will not be found on YouTube or Daily Motion. It is exclusive to the podcast. So for those who are listening, thank you so much. For those who have been watching the videos on YouTube and our Daily Motion, I appreciate you for that. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Of course, the main podcasting platform can be reached by going to K-I-R-W-K-C dot com k-i-r-w-k-c dot com as for following on twitter k-i-r-w-k-c it is the same for instagram k-i-r-w-k-c now that i have got that out the way you know the usual spill i have to do the boilerplate stuff um during the beginning of the shows or episodes, I should say. Um, I was debating about what I would talk about today. I did my Father's Day episode, which that's already done and and more than likely will be uploaded by the time you listen to this episode. Um and that was interesting, to say the least. Uh, I'll just save the surprise for when you you have to actually watch the YouTube episode to see what happened. Um, but for this particular episode, for the podcast-only episode, I, I was debating what to talk about. And I was listening to some music. And then something just popped in my mind about singers who don't really receive the credit they they deserve. So I was like, okay, off the top of my mind, because this is forever changing, but off the top of my mind in that moment, I'm like, what are the five underrated singers, my top five underrated singers that I can just think of off the top of my head, my top five? So I wrote down a list just right off the top of my head, and this is what I came up with. So for number five, I have Misha. And I heard her many years ago, back in early 2000. 10, I think, maybe 2012. I have to figure out when the tour was. But it was right around when the tour had first happened. And somehow I came across her song. It was it's the, the name of the song is Suki. T-S-U-K-I. Which is Japanese for moon. And I I just happened to come across her and I was listening to some of her songs and I'm like, wow, she can sing. And then I listened to Suki. And when I heard Suki, I was like, wow, she can really, really, really sing. And 
if you just listen to that song and you can go on YouTube and find it, it's not under the song's name. And you have to listen to the live version. The live version is better than the studio version. It's, if you put in her name, which is spelled M-I-S-I-A, and put in Suki, you'll see uh, the video. It'll say her name and then Ascension Tour. It's that video. So if you can listen to that song, you'll see why I think she's an underrated singer. And the crazy thing was, is that actually it's longer than 2010 because when I was talking to someone about her back a long time ago when I worked on the phones, I it was a lady who was actually from Japan. And I was like, oh, there's this Japanese singer I like. And I was calling her Misia. And the lady on the phone was saying, who? And I said, um, Misia. She has a song called Suki. And, I, and then she said, you mean Misha? And I was like, oh, that's her name? And she said, yeah, Misha is her name. I was like, oh, I thought it was Misia. And she's like, no, it's Misha. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but every time I listen to Suki, I'm, it's like I'm listening to it for the first time. And she has other songs too. But Suki is the one, if you want to see how great she is vocally, that's the song I recommend you listen to. So she is my number five on the list. My number four on the list is a gospel singer who, to my understanding, understanding is no longer with us. It is Daryl Coley. I knew of Daryl Coley. I know people who sang with Daryl Coley because he's um, the choir that he would sing with sometimes is from the area that I'm originally from. So I heard his song. I heard him sing the song, which is called When Sunday Comes. And it is an incredibly difficult song to sing. If you if you know about singing, if you are a singer and you listen to the song, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's it's an incredibly difficult song to sing. And he does it effortlessly. Is what what makes it amazing. That particular song is when I was like, wow, he is such an amazing singer. But And he received credit, obviously, in the gospel community, but his name isn't a name that you usually hear in the mainstream or that you have really heard in the mainstream. Another thing about Daryl Coley that impressed me was when there was a, I believe it was on the Essence Award, not Essence Awards, it was, I think it was Ebony or NAACP. It was one of the Um, Black award shows, and they were doing a tribute to Michael Jackson. And Daryl Coley was one of the people who was singing 
along with Patti LaBelle. And anybody who knows anything about music, not just anybody can get on the stage with Patti LaBelle and hold their own. Usually, when most singers get on the stage with Patti LaBelle, all they can do is follow her lead and take notes. And that's it. That's just what it is. He When he was on the stage with Patti, Daryl Coley held his own without a problem. And it was, now don't get me wrong, Patti still stole the show. <laughs> Because that's, you know, Patty does Patty does Patty. She doesn't do it intentionally. It, it, it's just it is what it is. But I can say that Daryl Coley received his spotlight as well for what he did vocally on the song and on the tribute. It it was very, very, very good. So I I think that he is an underrated singer. My number three, this woman, I relate to her so much because um, she's a cancer like, or was a cancer. She's no longer with us. She was a cancer like me. And she was according to people, a very sensitive person, but also a very loving person, too, and known for her mood swings. But apparently she had been, um, I believe, allegedly diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Um, Her vocals are out of this world. She doesn't have a large range, like octaves on top of octaves on top of octaves. It's not that type of vocals. It's the type of vocals that wrap you up just listening to them. And her name is Phyllis Hyman. If you have not listened to Phyllis Hyman, I strongly recommend you listen to Phyllis Hyman. Phyllis Hyman is just everything vocally. You get caught up in her vocals. If you want to listen to real music, you have to listen to Phyllis Hyman. If you want to listen to a real vocalist, you have to listen to Phyllis Hyman. I remember when she was doing an interview on BET with, um, I forgot the guy, I want to say Donnie, I forgot what his last name is, but she was doing an interview and Patti LaBelle happened to be there that night also doing an interview and then her and Phyllis had caught up with each other and they were talking about lip syncing. And they were talking about lip syncing. Who, you know, who does that? Once you get up on the stage, that's it. Either you sing or you don't. (laughs) And I just thought that was so amazing, uh, the way she was discussing that and, and talking about other things, too. 
the song I recommend to listen to would be Meet Me on the Moon. Meet Me on the Moon is uh, such a beautiful song. Also, another song that's great is Somewhere in My Lifetime. Somewhere in My Lifetime, you can just close your eyes and relax and pretend you're on the moon <laughs> and and do that. After you listen to Meet Me on the Moon, listen to Somewhere in My Lifetime. Close your eyes, you will you will be on the moon. Her voice just takes you away. I love um her other song, Give Me One Good Reason. I love that one. I love um I refuse to be lonely. Prime of my life. I can name plenty of Phyllis Hyman songs. And like I said, her range isn't octaves on top of octaves on top of octaves. She was a versatile singer, but it, it wasn't lots and lots and lots of octaves. It's just the texture and quality and tone of her voice is what made her a phenomenal Singer, and in my opinion, an underrated singer, which even she knew she was underrated because that was one of her, um, one of her concerns, too. And the reason she's not with us anymore is because she committed suicide back in the nineties. So, yeah, if you ever get a chance, listen to Phyllis Hyman. My number two is a singer I met many decades ago on a cruise line. Her name is Jane L. Powell. Jane L. Powell does have octaves on top of octaves on top of octaves on top of octaves. She has a five-octave voice, and she knows how to use all of them. And she was amazing. I, I was on a family reunion cruise. And a lot of my relatives were like, you have to go see this singer in the lounge sing. You have to go see her sing. She's really, really good. She does a lot of jazz and soul and gospel. She can do it all. And she is amazing. And for the people who have not heard of her, I strongly recommend you go listen to her. She's amazing, 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 amazing. I can't say amazing enough singer. An amazing singer. And if you ever get the chance to see her live, you will see what I'm talking about. She's just amazing. And to my understanding, she's still doing it. I I don't believe she's on the cruise lines anymore. I think she's doing more theaters and stuff now, but she's sang with Ray Charles and other well-known singers throughout her lifetime. And also I believe for the Queen of England too. So, if you ever get a chance, check out Jane L. Powell. She is my number 2 when it comes to underrated singers. My number one off the top of my head, and this singer I did do an episode for back a few weeks ago, is Betty Wright. 
Betty Wright will always be an underrated singer. She has octaves on top of octaves on top of octaves on top of octaves. But even deeper than that, her control, her versatility, her ability to make you feel a song the way she does, I just don't think she received the respect that she should have while she was here in an industry. A lot of people did respect her, but I I think it should have been on a whole nother level because Betty Wright, compared to some singers vocally, uh, yeah, there, there just isn't a comparison. Betty Wright was amazing. Was amazing. And you can listen to my episode talking about Betty Wright um, on this podcast. If you go through the older episodes, I forgot which episode number it is, but just scroll through the episodes and you'll find it. My honorable mentions would be Brandy. Brandy is an underrated singer. I don't think people give Brandy enough credit. Brandy does good when she's not trying to sing, if that makes sense. When she's just singing to sing, that's when Brandy really shines, in my opinion. Brandy's vocals are crazy. She's an amazing singer. Same thing with Diana. It's the same thing with Diana Ross. When Diana Ross isn't trying to sing and she's just singing, Diana Ross can actually, well, obviously she's older now, but in her prime, she could sing, sing. So, you know, another one that people would be like, oh my God, I can't believe you're mentioning her name. I think another underrated singer is Whitney Houston. I don't think people, I know Whitney Houston sold hundreds of millions of records and albums and had more awards than any female artist at the time when she died. And the list goes on and on and on and on and on and on. And they called her the platinum standard and she was known as the voice. But I still don't think people got how amazing vocally Whitney was. Where she could just do opera without being trained to do opera. You should check that out sometime. Where she was singing with Pavarotti and Elton John when they handed her the microphone and she sang and everybody was like, whoa, people got chills. And even Pavarotti was impressed. And even deeper than that, Whitney Houston barely lip sync. And that's one thing that people didn't give her credit for. Even as her voice deteriorated as she got older, she would still go and sing because in her eyes and in the eyes of her fans, she was a singer. With the technology that was around, they could have taken Whitney's, all the vocals from Whitney's previous live concerts from her touring around the world, chopped it up, redone it, and let her lip sync. And some people maybe wouldn't even known the difference, but she never did that. She just, she's like, I'm going to sing. If it comes out, it comes out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. 
And for the most part, for most of her career, it came out, it always did. And she didn't get credit for that because the type of songs that Whitney Houston sang aren't the type of songs that anybody can just get up and sing. Where you're having to belt each song, you're having to belt out back to back to back to back. Every single song, you're going to have to belt out some notes. A lot of singers can't do that. Just like when she did her American Music Award performance where she did the I Love You Porgy followed by... um. And I'm telling you, followed by I Have Nothing, and she was singing and belting out notes for pretty much 10 minutes straight and doing it with no effort. It was just like, oh, this is just another day for me. That's why I put her in the honorable mention of underrated singers, because I don't think people really got it. I don't think people really understood how amazing her voice really was. They knew she could sing and she could sing better than most and better than the above average, but they still didn't see that her voice was on an even higher level when she was in her prime. So that's why she's in my honorable mention. Those are off the top of my head. My top five underrated singers. Thank you for listening to the show. I appreciate you more than you will ever know. KIRWKC.com for the main podcasting platform. KIRWKC on Twitter. KIRWKC on Instagram. Thank you for listening and watching again. I appreciate you. Be blessed.